Welcome back to the Pocha Playlist. Andy, how was your week? It was good. It's a pretty good weekend. Uh, very relaxing. Not much to do. Uh, I did watch uh, Carter. The new the Korean new movie on Korean Netflix. Movie. That was the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, watching it. I read the synopsis and I was like, oh man, this is another like good Korean th- thriller movie. Mm-hmm. And I actually wanted to know your guys' thoughts because watching it, I was like, you know, it could be good. You know, it could be entertaining, but... No. It was. It had yeah. everything going for it. I just feel like it was just action for action's sake. At a certain point, yeah. I was just like, "What is going on? Yeah. Like, I don't need another fight scene. I don't need another car crash. Yeah. I just need to know what's happening." And I was so confused. And so, they like, didn't tie up any of the loose ends. I want to say like no spoilers because it like kind of just came out. But like, it's basically about this guy who's like korean so the premise is like there's like a zombie outbreak there's something called the dmz virus that's like making all these north korean people go crazy and it's like spreading da 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 da. and like this one professor is the only one who like knows how to make a cure because his daughter has antibodies and that's like the premise and there's this one korean guy who's the main person and he is like trying to bring the daughter to the professor that's like the initial plan but there's like a lot of twists and turns but the movie is shot in a way where it's like you're in a video game. It's a video game. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, very action heavy. Evil game or something. So yeah. the, the technical term they want to do this is it's a one sh- one take. Like right. the whole thing. So the, you start from the beginning and it doesn't like cut in any way. It's like one fluid way. They go all the way to the very end. So it's kind of like 19... Uh, was it 1918? You know that World War One movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, Birdman yeah, so. was supposed to be a one take, mm-hmm, I think. Yeah. And but they tried to this, do it in a way, but like it's just... low. It felt very low budget, right? With this movie, I could tell like they'll use the drone and they'll kind of cut behind someone. You can tell someone, right away. And right, boom, I'm like, oh, that's that's where they cut the take right yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's a drone. Oh, no, that's a regular camera. Oh, that's a drone. It's like, oh, it just <laughs> feels so bad. Yeah. I, it, I obviously exaggerate. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It was, it was like, it was decent, but it was really good action. But at a certain point, I was just getting a headache. It was like too much. Yeah, I yeah. Follow yeah. It. The actions was way too long, and then, dude, the acting, like especially for like the CIA portion and all that. Oh my stuff, god, cringe as fuck. It right? was so but it had, um, was like, it had Luke Cage for actor. a short short while. <laughs> yeah, Luke Cage came out for a little while. It was just so like I didn't know what to expect going into it. Like, and the first like. 20 minutes there was an insane amount of nudity like <laughs> i like mm-hmm. it was like they were fighting in a like a spa or something a so like everyone's naked and i was just like there's so many men in thongs like i'm just staring at ass cheeks and blood for like 20 like, minutes why are they like there and then like why are the girls like high off drugs i guess yeah. is that what they're doing it's like oh yeah it's just unnecessary it was I just guess. so jarring and i was like eating dinner and i was like i don't i can't swallow this like, we, like, were, we were eating dinner and the first 30 minutes was just male ass cheeks yeah. i was so confused we had like five boobies in there and it was just the rest were all ass cheeks and i was like god this is not what i thought i was gonna be watching but it's like but for they're what all reason? naked and they're like stabbing each other in yeah. their faces. Mm-hmm. It, was it was just like really uh, jarring. Yeah, but it was an okay movie 
for like the action though like other than yeah. that first intro section i think like everything else it was kind of like whoa cool like action moves like cool tricks that kind of thing but the plot is what really just like killed it for me like i didn't care about anybody mm-hmm. i don't think i'm gonna spoil anything because it's literally in the synopsis but you literally have like north and south issues you mm-hmm. have cia double agent stuff and you have a virus causing like zombie outbreak yeah Pick one of them. <laughs> Pick a lane. Yeah. Pick a lane. They had all of that in there. I was so confused. Yeah. And then it ended on, I think it ends. On the cliffhanger. There's like supposed to be a second yeah, movie, I guess. Be, yeah. But, yeah. okay, one more thing too. So he apparently has a, a secret identity as mm-hmm. well, right? Uh, and then they're introduced like this like white girl. Right. Yes. In the show. That, that, that went something nowhere. Happens to her, something that happens to her in the bus, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, is this girl his previous wife? Yeah, right? I think so. He, yeah. what? We can't then, even then, say much because it's all spoilers. Yeah, yes. then, and then I'm like, wait, is she gonna appear later on in the show? Like, I, she because she something happens to her, and then you never see her ever again. I'm just yeah. like, uh, okay. they never talk about that ever again. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, wait, this kind of it's, pointless. It's so pointless, and it's like one of those things. And I feel like we talk about this with K dramas, where like we understand sometimes there is a season two, but at least make season one still make enough sense, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it's like this movie too. We're like, okay, we get there's probably gonna be a sequel because nothing was resolved, but like at least tie up some things on the first part. It's just oh, so random, terrible plot. Yeah, it was <laughs> terrible. So I actually looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes later. I was like, okay. It had a pretty low score. Okay. I thought like maybe you guys were like, oh, it's not too bad. And I was like, no, it's actually a pretty bad movie. <laughs> when they were drifting with the helicopters, that's when I genuinely was like, all right, I had enough. <laughs> but we didn't Dude, turn it off. I am very surprised I watched the entire thing. Like Us I didn't. Turn, I was like, I had to fast forward some parts, but I was like, I just want to know what happens. It felt like a four hour movie and it yeah. was only like two hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've watched longer movies that yeah. have felt shorter. The alchemy episodes are longer than this. Like. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, would a not for recommend. effort though. Yeah. I-, I could tell they tried, mm-hmm. but I don't know. The guy, yeah. great body. I mean, great body, and he's yeah, naked 100%. for twenty five yeah. minutes. So like, you know, good butt cheeks for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Strong booty cheeks. <laughs> okay, let's let's. Ooh, all right, Carter. Let's, let's that's bring our, it back. That's the poster review of the Carter. Ooh, let's let's bring it back. Okay. Um. Where do we go from that's, here? That's Fudge Playlist. I think that was it. Carter, uh, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. Uh, there's a lot of interesting movies coming out, though. There's another one, I think, about, like, <laughs> I don't know the plot, but it's, like, um, it has Uain, I think his name. And then it's, like, about some, like, soul. Oh, like, Uain. Uain. What did he say? Soul vibe. Yeah, soul vibe. It looks pretty fun. I think it comes yeah. out this month as well, so we might okay. check that out. Uh, are you? Have you started Uyongwu at all, Andy? Because we do need to do the Patreon. I have not yet. Okay. But I'll watch all it right. soon. Uh, for our listeners, we put out the first part, eight episodes. Jenny and I did that. Go check that out on Patreon. We will be doing the second part once the season ends. We'll release that next month. Uh, other than Carter, I think you and I didn't watch anything else, right? Any animes for either of you guys? Not really. I've just been looking at like old animes. I was contemplating restarting Bleach, but then I was like, oh, do I really mm. want to get through like tens of seasons of this? And I was like, I don't think so. But so Bleach apparently, is a very good show. It apparently, is. you're like a webtoon reader now, uh-huh, which I should I have am. known because we live together. But do you have a webtoon <laughs> recommendation for this? Week? I have a lot of webtoon recommendations, but I feel like 
I don't know, man. They're like hard to recommend because I feel like I'm still waiting for more information to come out to be like, is this really good? But one that I've been super, super into recently is called Under the Oak Tree. And just as a disclaimer, I watch this on Manta, uh, which you can, I think you can subscribe for like $4 a month to get everything as it comes out or you have to like wait for like chapters to come out. But yeah, the one I really like right now is called Under the Oak Tree. Um, but there's only like 50 episodes, which sounds like a lot, but like, it's actually not like, I think I got through that in like two days. So if anybody's looking for a fun webtoon to pick up, that one's pretty good. All right. Last thing before we get into alchemy, Blackpink released their, uh, concert tour. Are we going us three, us four? Oh, which one would we go to? You know, like know. Dude, there's the and problem so- is there's no date in Northern California, yeah. which is so sad. So that means we would have to travel to certain locations. So I had a fun city that I actually wanted to go. I've never been to Chicago. Mm. And I was like, mm. for something, I was just like, oh, it, I would never go unless it was for something like that. I actually I looked it up fun. too, because uh, I do have family in Chicago and I definitely Ooh. want to go you to do. that I one. You do, I forgot about that. And uh, it's, the weather looks a little bit chilly, but uh, it looks really fun too. All right, my pick is Chicago. Mm. Not just, None of the Asia ones. That's too far. And we yeah, can't handle quarantine. Yeah, you yeah, you would want to do LA? You guys would want I to don't. LA? I just wish they would come to freaking San Francisco. Yeah, you know? right. Blackpink in your area. That's their whole motto. They're <laughs> not know. in our area right now. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll make a trip for it. But if we do like if we do Chicago, I feel like there's less fans in Chicago that area. Ooh, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like the more the fans are more like you know California, right? Well, I think the problem is because they're doing select cities. People have to travel if you want to see. Yeah, them. that's true. Mm-hmm. So it won't be like local. Yeah, people. so like New York people are probably gonna go to Chicago. Right? Okay, Chicago. Well, no, they have, a, they, have a, they have a New York Chicago. One. They have a New York location. Oh, they do have a New York mm, location. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah put there's, your there's a Chicago. lot of like yeah, there's a lot of other locations too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, put your playlist. Okay, let's get into Alchemy of Souls episodes 15 and 16. Jenny, take it away. Cheers. Yeah, let's start with episode 15. It's kind of insane that uh we're getting so close to the end. And apparently there is going to be a hiatus next week so we will not be getting a new alchemy episode next week which is which is really sad because there's a lot of stuff going on but- i read that in the discord but on netflix when you go to like the future episodes mm-hmm. they didn't update the date yeah but i trust our plooches i'm sure yeah. they did the research no, i think so. they sent an article so i think it's pretty legit okay but anyhow we'll start with the end of episode um 14 which basically left off on master lee and mudak both in like very intense situations but we'll start with master lee so master lee is talking about how he was a soul shifter to the royal i guess family and they go into like how that happened so it seems like he when master lee was like a true grandpa he was like meditating for a hundred days and then eventually he achieved something called huansu which is another i don't know power that allows you to like shift your soul out of your body um the medical grandpa who was not a grandpa at the time just like younger thought that the man had died so he like burned his body and whatnot so massively got stuck in another like little kid's body which is why he looks so young now so he got that whole backstory which is kind of crazy that he is actually a soul shifter um one of the things i was a little confused about was like how is he not running wild and is that just because he used like his actual powers and not like the soul ejector? I feel like so the introduction of this whole like soul shifter of Huansu was like a it's like another instance to soul shift without using the ice 
the ice, ice stone, stone. and right. it's like it's like a legit way to soul shift it's not like yeah. sorcery sorcery so i feel like it's like introducing a solution to a problem that is mm. currently existing so like the the problem that they have is like they used an ice stone or, or, or nox who used the ice stone to soul shift mm-hmm. potentially she can just master Huansu and she can probably soul shift yeah so i see yeah. it in this way where Huansu is a legit way and not necessarily sorcery so when you use Huansu to soul shift, you can do it without any of the negative consequences of running wild, which right. is why Master Lee, as far as we know, has not run wild. But the one question I wanted to ask you guys is, uh, Master Lee uh, soul shifts into a, a dead unfortunate body. dead baby's yeah. body, mm-hmm. is, but with the Ice Stone, you can shift into a living person's body and basically swap, like swap. their body out. Yeah. Do you think by using Huansu, you can only go into a dead body or you think you can go into oh. a living body as well? Mm-hmm. No. Well, I guess like with Huansu, it's basically like removing your soul from your body. So I guess like from that, you can kind of just throw your Find soul into vessel. any vessel, mm-hmm. but that vessel probably needs to be empty for you to really right. take over yeah, it that's or you're why, like fighting. That's yeah. why his body was like, it looked like he was, it was basically dead. So basically, right. it's kind of ejecting right. your soul out, and then you got to find another dead body, I guess. Okay, so you, you can only do Hansu when you go into a dead body because with the with the uh, soul ejector, you're swapping the souls. because yeah, yeah. you eject your soul out and right. eject the other person's soul mm-hmm. out. Okay. Yeah, so I'm glad they kind of touched on that. I'm glad that like they brought that in because now we're like, like Andy mentioned, we have a solution for some of these issues that we're facing. Yeah. So before we move forward, there, we said so many predictions last episode, but let's just start ticking them off. So, yeah, Master yeah, yeah. Lee, Master Lee, not yeah. Tanga, yeah, not anyone mas- else. He is Master Lee. Yeah. Master he Lee. Master okay. Lee. Okay, so Master Lee is now like in front of the royal family. We get his backstory. He is a soul shifter, and he's like stressing the fuck out of the queen and Jinmu because he's <laughs> sweating him. He's sweating, <laughs> sweating him like sweating onions, him. man. And he's like, I can sense if you're a soul shifter. I can sense if you're nervous. And he even brings the dog and he's He's like, this guy <laughs> will bark at every soul shifter he encounters. And you see the queen is like yelling. Jinmu magically appears because the queen like gets him involved. And like, it's very, very suspicious. And what I'm happy about is like Crown Prince is looking mm. at the queen like, what? Are you what? Talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is making no sense. They literally hear the dog barking. Yeah. yeah. Quigu, I think. Quigu, yeah. Like, and like, okay, no one's doubting the power of the dog. Right, they're not. Right? They're not saying, they, we're not bringing a random dog in. You're not bringing a random. It's like, why are you allowing this feral thing? Is they're not doubting the power of the dog. Right, they're doubt like they're just doubting that why you bring this, you know, dog here. Yeah, here. Yeah. But the dog is barking, which clearly means that there's you know, yeah, something there. The, that means the king is so damn stupid because like, right. like if, he's. Uh, if I, I wasn't is, sure. Yeah. If the king was gonna be on anyone's side, but that king is just straight dumb. Yeah. Right. He's just so stressed out that someone's gonna steal mm-hmm. his throne that he's like, you know, blindfolding himself. Like he's like, I don't, I don't see anything. I, I don't know who's barking. Whatever. Like I, I don't know. Like he's just, I don't know, really frustrated. But I'm just happy because that just shows Crown Prince is like kind of in tune with what's going on, and he's like, he's gonna be an Nunchi. ally. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Um, but we can kind of switch a little bit. We'll go back to Mudok. So in the last episode, she was getting accused of murder because, um, you know, we did get the confirmation that no Chingu girl and the guy from uh, Chobuguan is the one doing these murders. Uncle puts up this whole thing about, oh, I think Mudok's a murder or whatever. Turned out that he just wanted to, like, get some information out of them. But we 
think it's really good that like no chingu is though is out here and she's kind of like not pointing the finger at mudok like there was a situation where she was like oh there's one more person that knows me but then the moment mudok didn't like recognize her she kind of like let it go so i think earlier we had talked a little bit about no chingu's character and like she's watching all these people die because they know her but it's kind of interesting that she's still like protecting mudok in a way but what do you guys think like do you think it's protection or do you think it's just actually something that's beneficial for her but we just don't know it yet She's not innocent because she literally stood by mm-hmm. and watched people get killed on yeah. her behalf. So she's definitely not innocent. But I, I don't. I, I think there's just a relationship between her and Mudok. Yeah, that a positive was, relationship, right? Not mm-hmm. not like a hatred. It's more like yeah. they're friends, right? And Something we we like just that. haven't seen it on the screen, mm-hmm. and we need to know that because there has to be a reason why she's not willing to just kill Mudok for no reason. And yeah. we do know that like. She's not like you know pointing people out and like hey they they gotta die like she's also getting manipulated by you know the baddies yeah and like, that's true there's nothing she can really do because she's in a sense she is powerless but at the same time in these past couple of episodes we realize that like like fame is kind of getting to her head or like powers getting to her head where she's like she's kind of like saying hey you're just uh, when she's talking to the soldier. That, that's mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. to like, hey, you're just a soldier. You're going to do what I got to do because right. at the end of the day, I'm going to be this head, right? Yeah. Like yeah. she realizes her importance and she's kind of liking it, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess another thing that this misunderstanding has kind of brought us to is Spring and Murak is getting like a lot more interaction because Spring was the only one that had like, you know, could testify that Murak was innocent, whatever, whatever. But I thought the weirdest scene in these like last two episodes was when Spring puts Murak in Buyan's like old room. <laughs> And Murak like picks up the scarf And at first I was like It's not like she's gonna put it on mm-hmm. And then the next scene <laughs> The Jin mom like walks in And Murak has like the scarf over her eyes and yeah, like, She like turns her head <laughs> I think that was the funniest scene ever seen <laughs> Yeah right drama. that's what I thought too. I was like what is what? going on here Why is that on your head <laughs> like, Why would you put it on It's yeah. not yours <laughs> She, she's I, like she's like i used to be blindfolded and like man i forgot how this feels on my head it feels oh this feels amazing I'm like compelled to material. wrap my head around it the yeah. mom was like so mad yeah. she slapped mudok and i was like yeah, i understand it. why like that's so weird why yeah. would you do that okay also okay let's talk oh. about spring and mudok real quick too mm-hmm. uh, uh spring discovers the scar on mudok's yes. like forearm yeah. too it's like Hey, this looks exactly like my sister's. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so frustrating, right? Like, You're like, okay. spring. Yeah, I was like, get that's it together. It's like, okay, that if you know that looks like that, maybe your sister has like, you know, like another birth scar that you think about. Why don't you double check or something? <laughs> I just, I think we talked about it a lot on this podcast. Like, they just can't fathom that this maid is like yeah. their relative I, but, I just, but they can ugh. find them that like this random orphan found around the lake is you know could be her yeah. too well i mean she did fall off the boat and that's the last place they saw her i, I guess. guess but it's just so dumb too because i'm like spring you literally saw mudok walk into jinyuan mm-hmm. she opened the portal and like walked in like are you serious you're just not putting this together and uh i don't know that has been a little frustrating but 
I feel like Spring's gonna get it together in hopefully the next episode or so, so, or I'm yeah. gonna lose my shit because she needs to. I think last thing, uh. just taking a few steps back. So last thing on Quigu and Spring. So it seems like the dad of the Jin family took the. So he used sorcery, yes, not magic. Mm-hmm. Took out this little thing that is now thing. with the No Chingu girl. I guess that's just gonna be like a deathly parasite. Like if she disobeys yeah. um, Jinmu, then she'll die. I guess. Wait, you think that's actually real? Too? Like that's an actual parasite. I wouldn't put it past Jinmu, man. Okay. I, sounds like something yeah, he would do. I, but then, yeah. lastly, I guess because that parasite was taken out of Spring, Quigu thought that Spring was doing horrible things, mm-hmm. and then the mom of Jin just killed Quigu. That's so sus to me. Yeah, right. It was so sad. <laughs> I felt so <laughs> bad for Quigu. I was yeah. like, he finally came back, and he died. You know. I just feel like. For the Jin mom to just kill Quigu, and then for the queen to have acted the way she did, and like Jinmu so always acting like how he acts. It's like, okay, clearly yeah. you guys are on the wrong side. It's like Seriously. not even subtle at all. Right? I will say, Uncle has, for all the faults that Uncle has, he does have patience. He mm-hmm. has. He's good very patience. patient, man. Like, I'm very surprised that they don't just straight up say, hey, to the king, dude, the queen's obviously a soul shifter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. That's so true. But it's 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 a big piece of news. It's just the also like the that. way like Crown Prince too. You can tell Crown Prince, hey, obviously, because he's suspecting things. Why don't you just tell him, hey, there's clearly something foul play. Jinmu's clearly a bad guy. You yeah. can also tell him too and see what he does. I guess it was just kind of weird because it it is Crown Prince's mom. It's like how do you tell someone, hey, your mom is not actually your mom. <laughs> but the problem yeah. is like if it's actually your mom too, then you would want to know because like hey. Someone yeah. literally took control, you know, soul shifted your mom. You would want to know that too, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, speaking of the mom, I guess we're jumping. <laughs> trapped in a trapped in a dungeon with like half her face Ugh. burned off, and mm-hmm. like, yeah. dude, someone well, save her ace. Well, let's talk about the queen since we are mm-hmm. discussing this whole situation. So, Ook and Crown Prince go on a little mission, go on a little field trip to figure out what's going on with the shaman toy that they keep hearing about. We know the shaman toy is a soul that's within the queen's body. And essentially, Shaman Choi was caught doing sorcery or something by like Jinmu a couple years ago um, when, you know, him and uh, Jang Gan were like the main people checking things out. And it seems like when Shaman Choi was found, she like jumped into fire. And that's how everyone thought like she was dead. But in reality, we know that like she somehow like moved her soul into like the queen's body and the queen is now in shaman choi's body mm-hmm. which is still alive it's like you know in a jail cell somewhere in this village but i think it's interesting because we find out a little bit more about the cell family through this whole encounter because we find out that the cell family has these like lanterns so we know that as long as the soul queen's lantern is not dis- like extinguished we know that she is alive yeah and like we also find out that like I guess the energy in the current queen is intact because she has the ice stone. And then I guess another piece of this whole information is that um, we find out finally that Jinmu's plan with the Jin mom is for her to come into Chobugan. He's going to take Shaman Choi's uh, soul, put that into the Jin mom, and then the Jin mom will be the queen, and then he's gonna take out the queen, aka Jin mom, <laughs> yeah. How many and Shaman Choi, and real queen at the same time. Super Wait, so confusing. it is actually the Jin mom is what he's actually trying to go for, or is he yes. actually trying to go for um, Bu- Buyon? 
I think he's trying to go for the Jin mom. So I think in his head, he's like, Buyan's dead. I fucking push her into the water. No, 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 sorry, sorry. Not Buyan. Uh, no Chingo girl. Oh, I was thinking it was a Jin mom. So she mm-hmm. was like, he's basically going to take out both females in power, which is the queen and the head of Jin, Jin Yuan. Mm. So and then. <laughs> okay, Jin yeah. Mu told the fake, or told No Chingo girl that her objective is to bring the head of Jin Yuan to mm-hmm. that little sorcery place. And they're going to put Shaman Choi into the head of the Jin family's body. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to basically stage a, a, a killing of. Or a yeah. death of the crown the prince's queen. mom. Yeah. But I think by doing that, though, he kills Jin, mom, yep. and... Yeah. So um, two, two stone basically just kills all the... the, the all the birds are killed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess a, another... And I was actually really sad when this happened, but another check that we can mark on one of our predictions being wrong is Andy's mm. prediction because mm-hmm. Shaman Choi's brother is actually the Jin dad. The Jin dad, yeah. And so I think... Our prediction was that Chang, which that makes could a be lot Chang more Gun. sense too, because we, yeah. we didn't know who the dad was. Yeah. So my question to you guys for this week is: he he briefly said it, but it was the only thing that I could not stop thinking about. The Jin dad tells No Chingu girl that he is not the biological father of Chin mm. Buyun. Yes. So we're mm-hmm. now gonna have to go on another wild oh guessing game. Oh my god! Yeah. Who is the biological father of Chin Buyun? There's so like, it we're is running old, out of so people. she's the older daughter, right? Oldest right. daughter, yep. I don't know. Changa. Some people... Yeah, right, it's gotta be Changa, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's he had a relationship with the Jin mom, and the Jin mom. Remember when he says, "Whoa, this... whoa, 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 whoa!" Hold on a second. So if it was Changa, right? Nah. And technically, if that's Changa, that means Buyun. <laughs> so Noxu's body, Mudok. Uh-huh. Is actually Janga's daughter, technically, if we're doing that. Oh, and then, I see what you're so saying. So that means they're cousins. They're like you know? related. Oh, yeah. Are they? I, I don't know. Or the whole like weird thing is brother, like sister. brother, sister. Brother, sister, but not soul wise, like biologically. <laughs> so uh, the Jin so mom, weird. when she, right before or right after she killed Quigu, she basically said, like, I don't know, along the lines of this isn't the first time that I've been like, let down by a mage of Songrim. Yeah. And I thought that was Changgang. Like, Changgang must have done it wrong. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or it could have been her, her ex-mans who, you know. Who's her birth. ex-mans? Whoever birthed Buyan, if it's not Changgang. What other mage is there that we don't know I don't know. know. Somebody threw out, one of the people on Discord threw out Yul's dad. Because he's been We discussed. don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. But he's but, been discussed. And mm-hmm. there hasn't been too much going on. Does about- he count as a Songrim mage, though? I don't know. Is Yul so, a sword mage? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Yul real quick too. We they've been hinting a lot about this fortress and yeah. like they're Don't saying like, oh, your your role has been fulfilled. Like they're saying, talking about Yul. Your role has been fulfilled. Like here, you need to go back to the fortress. And it sounds like this fortress is like this like another like strong power family yeah. that we just don't mm-hmm. know about. And like things are going down over there. They're probably like the front line of a war that we don't know about, right? <laughs> just throw that in there out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay. So that's like another like issue that we just don't know about right now too. Yeah, they did hint at the fact that they were kind of war people because they mentioned the lanterns like earlier. They were like, because people would just mm-hmm. be fighting all the time, they set the lanterns just to know when somebody's energy would go out. You know, yeah, so it's like we know they're fighting. It, is, it also sounded like they sent Yule over to uh, Songrim as like a kind of like a, a boot camp or like a kind of like a kind of like a... <laughs> Like a training camp for accelerated him. course. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like 
he's there just to train how to perform as a mate. Also, we see this guy. This guy got two swords, man. Like this guy, it's he's pretty badass. He's, okay. he's supposed to be fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But anyways, I think the jury's still out on who Buyeon's, um true father is. Could be Jang Gang, could be Yul's dad, could be some mysterious man that we're never going to meet until season two. Who freaking knows at this point? But um, yeah, another mysterious character that now we have to fill out. Um, but let's go into something a little less heavy. Let's talk about some love lines. So this uh, last two episodes, we got a lot of love going from Spring and Blonde Mullet. So Spring mom, uh, Spring's mom protects Spring from the dog when that whole thing happens. But when Spring comes out and was like, oh yeah, it attacked me because I have this like little sorcery charm, she was about to like slap Spring. But Blonde Mullet, being the I don't know, prince that he is in a way, jumps in front and like protects her. And that kind of spirals their relationship. It's kind of like now everyone knows that they're together. They're like... I'm not going to leave my person. They're like super in love and they both get banished into like the Jang household. Um, but I don't have a great taste in my mouth about them. I thought they were cute. Wait, why? But like in the recent episode, they were both kind of like, you know, they're like bummed that they got banished. And at the very end, uh, or in episode 16, I think they both get a slip of paper where it's like, if you agree to like give up your other person, you can return home. And like, they kind of initially say no, but Spring goes back and she's like, I kind of want to think this over. So I'm a little worried that they're not like going to be a true couple. It's like cute right now. You can't but... let that dictate yeah. whether they're going to be a couple. It's like, are you going to be banished from your family or you're going to be with <laughs> it's this It's just man? a rocky moment in their relationship. Maybe. You know, they got to get over some humps, you know? That's true. I, yeah. That girl is about, Spring is about to be able to do whatever the hell she wants because <laughs> what we'll finally talk about is the return of Jim Buyeon as as the mom thinks. So yeah. she now has a free pass to do mm-hmm, whatever she wants. She can date whoever she wants. It's all good. That's true. That's true. Well, okay. I think it sounds like you guys are so rooting for him. So we'll, we'll close the book on that one for now. Mm-hmm. But I think the second relationship, obviously the big one right now, is Uka Mudok. So I thought you were going to say uh, Uncle... I, I care the most about Uncle, Master Lee, and, and Maiden Kim. <laughs> That's all I care about. They are cute. I still don't know who I'm rooting for. I think I'm still on the Master Lee ex handmaiden boat. Dude, but... Master Lee is like 150 years old at this point, right? I Guys, guess. But when age Master Lee, matter. when when he basically didn't turn around and he told Jinmu that you don't need to be here for this, and then created like these icicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't he didn't turn around the entire time? Yeah. Like, you know God he's strong. Damn. Yeah. He's strong. Ah, Jimu's struggling. Anyways, but let's talk about Uka Mudok. So we finally get it open in the air that they truly do like each other. They essentially both confess to Uncle because Uncle corners them as like, you all have a secret. Tell me. Um, they both say the same thing. It just says we like each other. But I think they both also are now on board with the fact that they do truly like each other. Are you guys feeling the same or are they still kind of playing games, you think? It's too early to even tell. Cause apparently, apparently, on this podcast, we, we said that they might be related now. <laughs> yeah. That we, we need some more oh, episodes God. to uh, fully know. develop their relationship. I don't know. We don't fully know. You know, we got, we, we got some time. You know? Biological father and soul father. Soul father and I don't know, man. Godfather. Who knows? Uh, what we do know, though, is Ewer, Ook knows that Ewer knows. Everybody mm. knows. Everyone so knows. So that, that'll be important. Yeah. I guess one of the things that I thought was interesting, though, when they both confessed was that, like, Uncle was kind of, like, fine with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, everyone's talking. Is, yeah, in that ahead. time, it's, it's like blasphemy, right? You know, right. for, like, 
like their master to kind of like you know date their maid or yeah. like you know, fall in love with their maid that like that's just blasphemous it's like different class settings and stuff like that i guess yeah well we kept saying like oh people don't think take mudok seriously because she's a maid like that's why she's getting yeah. away with all this stuff and that's kind of been like our default of like why things are she's just avoiding suspicion but now it's like ook loves mudok mudok loves ook and unk's like cool <laughs> like, wait they didn't say the l word they, she just said i like budok a lot yeah like i mean true sure but like still he's close not married enough, to right? anyone yet i guess but like i'm just i don't surprised. think uncle is uncle has bigger things to worry about i than guess who he's like uh, okay, that likes sense. yeah it's <laughs> fine that's true. true fair 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 but i don't know i think it's cute though but i think the bigger issue that we've um, found out about in these two episodes related to their relationship is that Master Lee said there's somebody born with the king star and we know that that's Ook mm-hmm. and in order to kind of make the king feel better and this is when he was explaining things to the royal family he was like but don't worry because there's somebody who will also be born who is strong enough to stop him I think last week we lightly touched on this but like the founder of Songrim was born with the king star and then his counterpart was also like a head of the Jin family at the time who had the same blindfold so I think we're making kind of the connection that like Ook's counterpart is going to be Naksu slash Buyan, which I think Naksu and Buyan is just Mudok at this point. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to say it's Ook and <laughs> Three Mudok. names for one yeah. I don't know. It's getting too much. <laughs> I think the combination, though, of Buyan and Naksu, though, is what truly makes Mudok a, like, perfect fit for Ook. And I thought it was really cute, and I was telling Brandon this, but, like, the jade that they made their eggs from almost kind of looked like a yin-yang situation because it was, like, yeah. perfectly half blue, half red. It's supposed to be, like, a yin-yang kind of a thing, right? Yeah, so I think it's almost like they're fated to basically complement each other. So yeah. it's, like... But the scary part is, like, is this going to end up with them pointing their swords at each other or is this going to be them, like, being together and just being in love and counter complimenting each other? Well, yeah. I th- if you remember... When they're on the bridge, Uke and Mudok, Changuk hands the sword to to Daksu and it's like, yeah. if you ever pull that out, I want you to point it at me first. So yes, yeah, so that that's what we see too. Because like going to um, Mudok's side, people mm-hmm. are starting to realize that like they're revealing that they know Mudok is Naksu, right? Because it's got to come out. Publicly it's coming soon. out. Because yeah. Master Lee finally gives the sword to uh, to yeah. Mudok or mm-hmm. like. And so now she has the sword and they're realizing that, okay, this girl has this power and she's realizing that like, oh, people know who I am. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't showcase that like she has her power yet. We don't know. Like it, she's never indicated that she's actually had any sort of power. She can't do any like, you know, like uh, Ruyu, Rusu or any any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. like how is she able to actually like fight or kill anyone? Yeah. I think the introduction, so this this might be, a hot take but i just feel like it's pretty contradictory that you can achieve a high level of magic and you can swap your body that way but when you do it with the ice stone it's like blasphemy mm-hmm. oh you're talking about just the art of soul shifting itself in general like- either no one can do it or <laughs> you can do it you can't have master lee doing it and it's okay and well then if you do i think it the, the difference is so for master lee He's doing it to a body of a dead person, so that's okay because you're kind of it's more like reanimation. Whereas, opposed to when you're using it with the ice stone, you're kind of like you're kind of kicking someone else's soul out of their body. So, like you're just taking over someone's body. So, what if you use the ice stone and then you went into a dead body? Would that be okay then? I think that might be okay. I think the but but the purpose of the ice stone is you're switching it with a living body. Well, I think the issue with the ice stone is more so that when you do it with the ice stone and soul ejector, your body is like. The bodies rejects the soul. 
which essentially is why people run, run wild, wild. Mm-hmm. which yeah. is like in a sense like you're creating monsters right so it's like it's kind of like an argument of like if i create this miracle drug that could save lives you can use it but if that miracle drug saves a life but turns them into a zombie then no you shouldn't use it right so it's kind of like i guess there's no um fighting against the soul because when you're doing the what is it Ryusu, Ryusu, yeah. because the person's already dead yeah you're just shifting yourself I see. so the underlying problem that we've been seeing for the first like it's been like 16 17 episodes now was so Noxu has become into this body for this mm-hmm. uh to mudok's body for six, 16 episodes but she hasn't inhibited any type of like petrification or type of like you know yeah. illness that she has soul shifted and with the introduction of master lee saying hey i did all this stuff so why hasn't mudok felt any of this like you know illness of becoming petrified so and I that's thought... like one go ahead oh go ahead andy no no i was saying why why hasn't she felt this like you know problem of feeling you know petrified I thought they gave an answer to that. It was when Budok was serving Spring her twenty breakfasts. Spring <laughs> basically said, "Like the the women of the Jin family are are powerful. We are even more powerful than some shamans. We have the ability. Uh, they have like some sort of power that can like suppress the soul." Suppress. Yeah. Yeah, so they were saying, like, you know, one of... The, I think it kind of clarified why Naksu hasn't been able to use any powers also in Mudok's body is because, like, you know, the Buyan who's in that body is basically suppressing Naksu, suppressing her powers, but at the same time suppressing her need to run wild. So it's kind of like she... Like, Buyan herself is so strong that she's kind of, like, just pushing everything down so that Naksu doesn't mm-hmm. run wild. Which I think earlier we were talking about how everyone kind of figured out who Naksu is, but I think the it, like what's going to like catal- uh, catalyst to that is going to be people are going to find out, oh my god, this is Buyan. And it's like, hold on, Buyan, but she doesn't know she's Buyan, so therefore potentially another soul, and that's going to be Naksu. I think like mm-hmm. those two realizations are going to come like at the same time, it seems like. Yeah. Which I think leads us to kind of the end of the episode. So essentially, No Chinku girl is now in the Jin family. She's doing the test that we've been talking about this whole time. We're like, how is she going to do it? And she has the like the blood worm in her, but it doesn't really seem to be working. Like her hand is up and everything. Yeah, I really couldn't tell what it was. Mm-hmm. Was it Mudok being right there? Which I think Andy was the one that said Mudok might just be in yeah. Jin Yoan right at that moment. And she yeah, was. Right? Yeah. Or was it the blood worm? I don't know. I'm honestly still on the boat of like it was Mudok because she her head started yeah. hurting everything. And like there was also a seal behind her so there's a seal like behind the vines and a seal behind mudok so i yeah. feel like it had to be mudok and but i don't know because remember the first time she walked in there the birds were going crazy she had a headache she was in uh Puyun's room mm-hmm. her old room and she was having a headache so i don't was was it mudok for sure that opened I the feel door like it i is. think so yeah. yeah the way it's shot too it's like kind of leading it's like okay it's She's there in the background, mm-hmm. opening yeah. the door, and she's just looking. And then the mom was kind of like looking at her. It's like, yeah. okay, she's there. So I think it kind of makes sense. I okay. think it's definitely Murak. And I, I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like the mom saw it and saw the seal that glow up behind Murak. And I think the mom is kind of like, hmm, no, you mom, know? I, I've. I have no faith in that really? mom. <laughs> I, have no, yeah, I, agree. I have zero the mom faith is dumb in that as mom. Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> she has no idea what's going on. No, she's gonna just love uh, uh, no, Chingu no Chingu girl as her daughter. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, the second like family yeah, get together yeah. that we should talk yeah. about is Jungan. yeah. We mentioned earlier that Luke and Crown Prince were on a journey to figure out more about Sam and Choi. 
my favorite scene out of these past two episodes. 100%. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> I love when the other like old man Shamo was like, you guys share something special, don't like, you? How, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute. But at the very end, they're like, Crown Prince and Uka are walking. They realize someone's tailing them. And so they split up to see who that person is actually tailing. And we find out that it's Zhang Gang and he is mm-hmm. tailing Uk. And it cracks me up because Uk immediately pulls his sword out. And I was watching, I was on Twitter and people were like, Dude, like, that's Naksu teaching his pupil. Like, always point your sword, like, first mm-hmm. meeting, you know? But that's the dad's sword. <laughs> yeah. sword. But at the same time, like, Uk does not even know what his dad looks like, too. Because yeah. the dad has left when he was so young that he doesn't even know what his dad looks like. Wait, Andy, I Jenny said the exact same thing. And yeah. I, I thought that was so weird that there is no portrait or painting of Changgang in the Chang family yeah. house. Isn't that weird? But at the same know. time, then... uh. Was it um, uncle? Uncle also pulls out the portrait and gives it to uh, K-pop. Uh, yeah, to you, uh, right? Mullet. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah Blonde Mullet. Oh, and I was like, Mullet, right. and how so can he does have a portrait know? of Jung Gang, right? I don't it's his know. Best <laughs> he just looks at it. I have a portrait of Andy under my desk for sure. <laughs> but so at that moment too, I was so happy that like they both looked at each other and said, "Hey, someone's following us. We should split." Yeah. And then I was like, I was so happy because they got each other's back. They're like, yeah. "Okay, we're splitting," yeah. but. Whoever follows the other guy, I, I got your back. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, love Crown Prince. He's so Super romance. So what <laughs> I liked romance. about that ending is obviously we get the return of Changgang finally. But the way they edited it, that scene, you have Changgang looking at Changuk, and then you have the Jin mom looking at Wudok. And it yeah. was just like parent and their lost kid yeah. type of oh, situation. So good. So the big prediction too now at the end is, is Changgang a good guy or a bad guy? I think he's neither. It's just Changgang. <laughs> One of our friends was like, Changgang's gonna immediately pull a soul ejector, swap souls with Uke, <laughs> yeah. and like, take him <laughs> like, out. right away. Right no, off no, the bat. Yeah, like, Dude, no that hesitation. That would be the plot twist of the episode. <laughs> I think there's still a lot more that, there's a lot that Changgang needs to explain. Uncle's yeah. been waiting for Changgang to return for like a thousand years. <laughs> and there's the whole still constellation mage situation that yeah. we gotta explain and... There's so much to talk about. There's only four episodes left. And then uh, No Chingo Girl's finally been implemented, but she's barely been introduced. Yeah. Jenny also mentioned something really funny to me today, which I didn't know. Jinmu is technically still not like official Guanju. He's still like <laughs> temporary yeah. Guanju. He's so assistant. assistant or whatever. Yeah. Placeholder Guanju. Once Changgang comes back, dude, Jinmu, you're. He's done. He's over. The D-League, dog. Yeah. I don't know. Well, one of my things I wanted to ask you guys, since we are at episode 16, 16. now, so there's only four episodes left, and we do know that there is a season two. So, any thoughts on potentially the end of season one just not? clearing things up do you guys think like we'll get like some crazy cliffhanger pull ending? The Carter? I, I don't know man like what do you guys think Is i'm sure possible? there's going to be loose ends that but it won't be like we're like what the hell was that yeah it'll mm. be left in a fun way where we're like looking forward to the next mm. season I, so, I think so too yeah okay. i think it's going to be completed but it could it could be extended I'm like worried that the last like episode, like episode twenty, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, Mudok is Naksu and it's gonna end." Like, I think I would be so upset if that was the case. But dude, Alchemy of Soul season two, dude, oh, those so that many. show's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I hope it comes Ooh. up soon. <laughs> oh, one quick note I just thought about right now. So maybe Naksu gets learns Hwansu because like she's got to somehow leave Mudok's yeah. body. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. right? So she's got to get taught Hwansu. And she bas- that's how she escapes her body. And then, I can see that. Right? 
Can, well, we sure. did see in the preview that Naksu is able to pull out her sword. So we do know that some of her magic is returning in how and what way. We have no idea. That it scene was, was so sick, though. <laughs> she's like crying. She's like, Changuk, my pupil, I must save you. Yeah. Pulls the sword out. I was like, God damn. <laughs> so I think in a way we we're seeing that like she's getting her powers back. So I think your theory could be correct, Andy, where it's like, if you can pull out the sword, you got some magic in you. Maybe let's just take it all away and make you learn uh, Hwansu and just, mm-hmm. you know, shift out of we, Mudok. We did see that she does have the powers to absorb other people's powers, mm. like other people who are going wild, running wild. Maybe yeah. she just, like, sucks up a bunch of people's energy and then she's powerful enough to pull the sword out. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Um, but right. last, last prediction, just to wrap this section up. We did get some cute scenes. You know, we talked about Crown Prince and Ook. We had, like, a blonde mullet, Ook, and Yule little cute moment when they were, like, little kids. And, you know, Yule's, like, stressed out about lying and all that. We still got Yule's promise, too. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Like, we have a lot of things happening where, like, we're getting tugging at a lot of heartstrings. But I feel like in K-dramas, when too many heartstrings are tugged, that means death is on its way. Especially in a show like this. So, Mm -hmm. any updated predicts on, like, kind of our main core people are any... Is anyone going to die, get seriously hurt, maybe, by the end of the season? Any thoughts? So, before we give our predictions, I think one of our plochas sent an article or something that said that the Hong sisters said no one will die. None of the main people will die. But for some reason in this show, I don't even know what, like, a true death even really means. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can just go to someone else's. Yeah, right? I don't know. But my money is still on Blonde Mullet. Blonde Mullet. Nah, he's not dying. Getting I think he's, he's the new leader of Songroom. Which is why <laughs> I think he'll die. <laughs> But Ooh. I do think that Ewer will be very important next season because I think next season, mm-hmm. I know nothing. I'm just making this shit up. But I think <laughs> next season will focus a lot on the Yeah, I think so too because we have no really big backstory on Yule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to get more backstories, you just got to have another season. Right? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's going to be Ewer, the Fortress, and man, whichever actor that they oh, get to play Ewer's dad. dad, watch Ooh. it be like Ma Dong Sok or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He produced you. <laughs> I don't know. That's Very my, fun. but that's my prediction for death is okay. still uh, blonde mullet. Do you guys have a death prediction? I don't know. I feel like blonde mullet might get real hurt, but I don't know if he's going to die. What about you, Andy? I feel like you're also on the no one's dying boat. Yeah. I don't think anyone's really going to die except, you know, the baddies uh, out of the good guys. Nah, I think everyone's going to live. All right. Well, let's hope it stays let's, that let's way. Let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> but okay. I think that wraps up Alchemy. Um, yeah, so there will section. be no episode for Alchemy next week, unfortunately. I, I don't know what they're going to do because we already saw the trailer. So it looks like they're just going to do some re-edits or they're something. They're going to make it better. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> Hopefully. So we'll be waiting for that. But let's get into today's webtoon, episodes three and four. Cheers! So episodes three and four, uh, we do see that the new hires have get assigned their new webtoon artist. Uh, Mandu gets ma- uh, paired up with Master Lee. The Master Lee is the the author of um, Gumiho Princess. And then we do see, uh, I guess we're calling him Lightweight Boy, Lightweight, the the other new hire, the technical hire. Um, he looks. He also looks like Yule. Uh, he gets paired up with Palmer. <laughs> looks like you were. Yeah, right. I think it's probably oh. the hairstyle. You know, the it's baby face, the, the hair cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the first thing I do want to talk about too is, I mean, I, it's a glaring thing is the the ankle weights. You know, when they start running in this drama, the girl she always wears ankle weights. She's strong. I'm like, 
No, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to run with ankle weights. Like you what walk with ankle weights, you're not supposed to run with it because if you fall and trip, you literally break your ankles. Because <gasps> so Andy yeah. has clearly never seen the Rock Lee versus Gara fight <laughs> in original Naruto. <laughs> you can do everything in ankle with ankle. No, weights. You're, you're. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to run with ankle weights. You're supposed to put weights on your chest or something, but. I'm I, I'm not I'm not a runner. So weights you know, on your chest, like you yeah. run with a rated vest yeah. or something. Well, Mandu is doing great running mm-hmm. with those uh, yeah. weights, and she's super athletic and happy and bubbly. So I think yeah. she's doing all right. <laughs> I really liked episode three because I feel like that entire episode was kind of just around Her. my question last week about what is the difference between just like a manager and a PD. Mm-hmm. And like, man, PD's got it rough because it's not just like making sure that they put the episode out on time every week, but you also have to make sure that the content is good, which is weird because you have the artists and you want to respect their artistic rights or whatever and their vision. Yeah. But Mandu's literally like, this is not good. Yeah. And I know you could do better. The way they approached that situation was very, I thought it was very interesting because the P- I mean, it is in a, in a sense correct. The PDs don't have an artistic like sense of things. Like, what do they know about creating right. art? Kind of a sense, and like you should probably listen to like the artists themselves because they are the ones that are actually putting the sweat, their tears. They're staying up every single night, hand drawing these things. And this is not just goes to like uh, webtoon artists. It goes through like you know singers, goes mm-hmm. through any type of artist. They're the ones creating the art. Mm-hmm. But does like the manager that doesn't know any type of this stuff, you know, how can they influence? Yeah, well, creating that stuff. I think it was good because they show that like Mandu was watching this video by someone called like Webtoon Queen or Webtoon Witch, and like that person was also saying a lot of things like, "Hey, this you know Webtoon's not going anywhere." And so it's like in no sense she is like gathering research and she's doing her job as a PD to see like mm-hmm. what is the public feeling about this, and like you guys mentioned, like she had to then go confront this artist who's like. I know what I'm doing and tell him like, no, you got to restart. You got to do this over again, especially when, you know, a big part of the episode also was like her trying to get the, um, the episode out from him in the first place. Cause he was yeah. like stressing out over his girlfriend. So it's like, you're really seeing all these different sides of like, how do you manage a person? How do you manage this artist? Who's like, you know, literally the source of your income. And so, yeah. um, watching, I think team lead also talk her through it was really great. Cause he's like very, he was, he was a little rough. <laughs> he was a little rough, but, but also like, okay. Also unrealistic too. Cause like, he just assigned this girl like for one week and it's like, why is this not performing results? Like, dude, you just gave this guy a manager for one week. <laughs> it was like, come on. I think it was more of a, you need to nip that type of complacent behavior in the bud mm-hmm. type yeah. of thing. And he's like, from early on, if you get complacent and you just let Masterly walk all over you, not walk all over you, but kind of have his way, yeah. that won't be good. And you need mm-hmm. to correct it early. But I, I, I think it's interesting because the artists may not know what the consumers really want. And, you know, times change as well. So PD 100%. can just kind of be a, a soundboard for that. And the yeah. greatest thing is we do see that she's very passionate for her job. And that also, like, makes us more enthusiastic more like on her side yeah and say hey she knows what she like she is a big fan at the end of the day which is great that's what you kind of want to see as a quality for a pd so i i love uh jimandu obviously but for these last two episodes i actually cared less about her storyline because she gives it her 10 percent, 110 percent, and she's doing great but i thought this was a great two episodes for 
What are we calling him? Lightweight? lightweight? Yeah. Lightweight, yeah. Also, I mean, we're calling him lightweight because he can't drink and because mm-hmm. compared to Mandu, he's a little, you know, he's a little lightweight contender. <laughs> she's yeah. like a heavyweight contender. He's a little lightweight. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, we all started working, you know, I thought that message that the, not the team lead, but the owner of the, the head of the team, he gave him a good message. He's like, you can't just change departments whenever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not putting in effort. What do you say? If you put in your your all that you can change your surroundings yeah and he's like the grass isn't always green it was like a better quote that he pulled out but it was essentially I was being so like, motivated yeah. watching him and i just <laughs> wanted think, him to do well lightweight yeah i feel like dude that manager that was a very good like just life lesson in general like mm-hmm. you know, seriously you, like even you don't like your job you can't just like switch departments or like like he's like this is not like college you can't just switch departments yeah, that's whatever what he said. You, like, like change college. majors or whatever you know like yeah you no know, just kind of like you, gotta, you know, the way the way he said it was very heartwarming. He, he could have said it meaner and he could have said it less effective. I think he yeah. just said it perfectly mm-hmm. and it really yeah. resonated. And I think he, Lightweight looked inside and he was like, you're right. Like, I didn't yeah. really try. Yeah. And look, like also, as soon as he reads the comics, he's like up to speed already. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, also, the, I mean, the way that uh, the head guy talked to him, he's like, hey, dude, like he wasn't putting him down. He was like, hey, you're not an intern. Like, dude, you're the guy that is going to take over the company if we go down. Right. And obviously, that's more reassuring for him because he knows he's got a backup plan. Which he only great. has upside then yeah, if yeah. the company does only, well. Yeah, exactly. And if the company doesn't do well. Yeah, so like he only does have upside. Like, why do you have to complain at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because he, he does have the interaction with like that big head, the boss. I don't know what yeah, his title screw is. Screw him. The vice president. He's like, dude, can you be our spy or whatever? Ugh, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think he's gonna do it. Um, and I don't think he even took that other job interview. You know how he goes to the yeah. building and he mm-hmm. has second guesses. I, I think he's te- full team neon, which I like. Yeah, mm. Ginger Tunes. Uh, yeah, so I really liked uh, Ginger Tunes. I liked uh, this these two episodes for lightweight. That's yeah. good. Good character so, building. So we're talking about the head the head lead. He does get a f- phone call from that girl, right? You know, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the short hair girl who works short-haired at the girl? other yeah. webtoon place. Yeah, so she's the one that works at the other webtoon place. Yeah. And oh, that was like episode they had, four. They had like some type of like maybe some type of romantic relationship going on. Because these guys are, are, are yeah, it was not a normal opa. It was like a opa, a little yeah. drawn out. Yeah, <laughs> capital P's in that opa. Ooh. So because like technically he's our our main lead, right? He's supposed to be paired up with Mandu. Is I that... don't, I don't know anymore at this point. So I we... did the poster check. Yeah. It's no couples. No couples. No couples. It's just everyone oh. working together. And then I think I was looking on maybe Asian Wiki or one of those like um, pages, but like romance is actually not really a tag for this uh, K drama. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, maybe P- uh, Team Lead and Manzu just have like a really good like mentor like relationship. And I think the only love line maybe is going to be Lightweight and Palm just because mm. I don't know, they're pretty cute together. And I feel like he's kind of there to like draw her out of her shell and she like appreciates him and i think she honestly already likes him but she just Mm -hmm. like doesn't really admit it to herself so i feel like that could be the only really big romance but yeah i think you have masterly and his girl Uh, they're it's fine we don't need to talk is the age difference a thing for jimandu and team lead i can't i can't tell how old anyone is but speaking of uh, lightweight and palm like so they have their interactions together and he's Mm -hmm. basically kind of going over there and she was like explained to him hey um, the only reason why I'm telling you to do all these things because I'm lonely. I, I like that. And then he goes like, and then she tells him to do all these things. It's like, is that still justified though, right? Um, 
I'm just glad that she said that early on because mm-hmm. you could see them doing like six, eight episodes of that shit, and then later well, it on, could it's be like, oh, I like you too, right? The way she's saying is like, oh, I'm lonely. Can you take care of me? <laughs> Yeah. Just like that. Um, I think they're I they're. Know. I'm hoping their love line develops. I like them as a couple. It seems like he's already starting to care about her, and we were kind of going to episode four a little bit, but like there is a webtoon like kind of like I don't know like a webtoon startup sandbox thing that like all the yeah. webtoon artists have to like apply for and get into. Neon like, Camp is that what it's called? I don't remember, but basically it's like to find a new webtoon artist and like a part of this, Lightweight convinces Bomb like, hey, why don't you go out there, be inspired because people are inspired by you. You're saying you're lonely. You're saying you don't like have motivation. Like go out and do something. Like this isn't just for other people. Mm-hmm. This is for you as well. Yeah. And like she listens to him, which like everyone else in the webtoon department was like super surprised by because I guess her previous pd tried so many times and couldn't convince her so there's something there and i think he genuinely does want better for her plus there was like a weird scene after he leaves her apartment where it seemed like somebody was like like a stalker spying yeah, on her, right? stalking yeah. her i think it was so in the trailer gonna, too yeah so it's gonna be a problem later on mm-hmm. we, we know it's gonna be a problem yeah yeah for her. plus like everyone knows she's pretty because even in the convention that one guy like found her and was like you know videotaping her and stuff so like i yeah. feel like he's going to probably need to protect her and that's going to help her in a way so uh one last thing on lightweight i just feel like after he does that mentality change his personality is completely like 180 he's like nicer he's smiling he's more communicative but i just wanted to ask you guys because last week andy and i were kind of confused about that one lady that we see in the first two episodes is that his mom or whatever we see her again and i feel like she looks too young to be his mom mom yeah but also too old to be his girlfriend you know well, I hope he doesn't have a girlfriend because I, I want him with Pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's also Lightweight and Jimandu too because they do little, like, lovey-dovey eyes to each other kind <laughs> of, right? Yeah. Or am I the only one seeing that? I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of spark. I think uh, Lightweight compares Jinmandu to this mysterious lady at some point too. But it's, like, just so unclear of who she is that I'm like, I don't know if this is a good thing or bad thing or, like, what it really means. Um, but I hope I it's know. not like... um the sixth sense type of thing where like what she's not real oh my god that's no, why he no, didn't no, pour no, her no. the coffee in the first two episodes oh my gosh we got <laughs> ghosts now <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that girl yeah yeah maybe this is too wild for today's webtoon <laughs> yeah. okay the last person we need to talk about is the the nurse webtoon writer i mean he's been the significant one more than more characters main mm-hmm. characters of episode four he's the one that creates these like kind of a like ghostly character, like webtoon characters, is very like, yeah. you know, cryptic. It doesn't it's look creepy. That, yeah, <laughs> I, very very creepy. I didn't. I mean, I like scary stuff, but that's not why I liked his art. I mean, no, not all art needs to be a certain type of way. Like mm. I, yeah. I digged his style. I, yeah. I, I think there were two bullies that were like, oh, this isn't art or whatever. Yeah. And part of I, I have no. I cannot draw for shit. So part of me was like, that looks harder than some of the other stuff that I've seen yeah, on this sure, show. Sure. Like all of the lines just in black yeah. and stuff. That looks I cool. Think, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting because he presents his art at the end of the convention and it seems like not a lot of people are super on board. And all the comments are like, your story's great, but would you consider just learning how to draw properly? And he's very against that because like 
this is how I express my art. But it seems like in the preview, potentially the Dragon King artist is going to kind of help him out a little bit because I think it's totally legitimate that like this is just his way of expressing this art. And like if yeah. you want to appreciate kind of the rawness of it, that's kind of what you need to see. And we'll see where it goes. But I, I hope that like people stick up for his art and that he doesn't have to change it too much. That that show, the episode four was great because yeah, I mean, I love startup. I love the sandbox concept in startup. I loved this neon camp concept. And it was all cheerful. But it really got weird for me at the end when he does his presentation. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a lot of the the Webtoon artists there were not really like giving like motivational advice to him they were kind of bringing him down like at least how i saw it and he was getting more stress i thought that was weird and then for the two bullies to then take it like a wild step like they were outright just beating people up yeah that's so weird weird. at the end did he even hit lightweight i was like you're a contestant to like be part of this company why are you beating up the pd and i feel like uh, the nurse kid i mean he 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 obviously is going to have some tragic backstory or oh, harsh upbringing. Sure. Oh, he literally is like see, he already does have one. Like he's working at a hospital. It's like, yeah, yeah, that sucks. He's like, all I see is like horrible things. So I don't know what true emotions are. I need to go and draw them yeah. on like random people. It's I, wild. I will say that with the introduction of this nurse um, webtoon artist, it did take like a darker turn for me. Like I wasn't expecting someone like him in this K drama. I thought it was going to be very like startup vibes. Like everyone's positive, 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 kind of like in yeah, the status quo. Dark. Yeah, but his like introduction was pretty dark. But I think it's a good thing. I think you know we do need to explore different aspects of it. Um, but well, the end of the episode, he's like morphing into one of those demons from yeah. um, Hellbound. So I don't know yeah. if it's gonna. <laughs> take like a weird um magic weird element in the next no, episodes? no 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 i don't think so no. i don't see that yeah. um, but uh wrapping up this uh this you know this section uh, so what do you guys think so far about this k-drama i think it's good i will say that like there's not like a very strong plot line like you know with alchemy i feel like we discuss our predictions and like what's gonna happen next like there's strong mm points that like are necessarily to to be like talked about what's today's webtoon i feel like it's just a very easy watch drama like i I don't know i work a corporate job so i feel like i relate a lot to kind of the struggles of like you know what do i aspire to be where do i find my inspiration to like you know do what i'm doing and like there's just a lot of good life lessons i feel like throughout the show where like i can just relate to and appreciate um but i can definitely see this getting kind of boring for some people and like even when we talk about it i feel like we don't have like you know too many things to say um but it's a good watch and i think it's one that like you just put on and you you enjoy the journey you know i, I think it's definitely an easy watch but you know jenny and i we don't have the most time to watch stuff and between uyangu huan hon and today's webtoon we, we do kind of lag on this one we're not yeah. like dying to watch it but when we do put it on i feel like you and i do thoroughly enjoy yeah, yeah for sure like we'll watch both episodes in one go kind of thing so yeah mm. i think it's pretty good what yeah, about you i agree Andy? too yeah i agree too i was like you know i mean it's a good watch but at the end of the day i'm not like excited to watch watch it i think a lot of there's a lot of life lessons and like a lot of things they talk about is very it's definitely very corporate and things that i kind of kind mm-hmm. of relate to as well yeah uh, but I, know, I mean it is a good show compared to like a lot of the other shows that we watched in the past two yeah. years i do think it's a lot better than other shows for sure i think that this show for some reason didn't just have like a really strong spark in the beginning but mm-hmm. if they can in their story somehow just get like a strong momentum going for like four episodes it might really start snowballing 
so I don't know if we want to. I mean, we're, we're we watch four, so I guess we have to decide if we want to keep it or not. I'm fine keeping it for now. I'm fine keeping it for now. Yeah, I think the lack of a strong love line does kind of hinder it for me a little bit, just because these type of shows, I feel like typically would have a love line. So but like, it's okay because. <laughs> Um, Alchemy of Souls has so many that's love true, lines that's true. that like, We're the average out. of the two shows is all good. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So yeah, I think to answer your question, I'm okay keeping it. We'll kind of see how it goes. If you know, if conversation just ends up dying down about it, I think I'm okay dropping it later on. But I think for now, I'm happy to keep going for a bit. Okay. Andy, you want to keep it too? Yeah, we'll keep it for a little bit and see how it goes. Awesome. Okay. okay. Well, that wraps up today's Webtoons. We will be keeping it. So once again, next week, there will be no Alchemy of Souls episodes, unfortunately. So we will be continuing today's Webtoon episodes five and six. Uh, a couple other dramas upcoming that we've been talking about picking up after some of these shows end. So there is the new Chichanguk drama that I think airs this week so we might check that out i don't know if we'll pick it up officially there's a new show that a lot of people are talking about little woman mm-hmm. i think that's like an american remake it's a korean re- remake of a classic american yeah. novel but it's set in modern times because i think the the novel is like very old so, um but so it does have pick that one up. kim go on and it should air right after alchemy ends okay so let us know what you want us to pick up uh, but other than that, socials? Yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I post your playlist. Check out our Patreon for special episodes as well as our Ko-Fi if you want to help support our podcast. And then please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Andy, sign us up. This is the Butcher Playlist. Then we're out. <laughs> <laughs>